Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your host, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. You know what that means? It's Friday, fun day here from the McLeansville Baptist Church on Daybreak Devotions. And boy, do we have a jam-packed Friday for you. Not only is it Friday, but it is April Fool's Eve. And that ain't no joke. (laughs) Do you celebrate April Fool's Eve? You do on Friday, fun day. I reckon. (laughs) I've never heard of April Fool's Eve. Well, that's what it is. It's March 31st. Well, I reckon when you look at it like that. Buckle up, folks. We're on the eve of the greatest joke day of the year. And we're dead serious. Yeah, and since we won't be here with you tomorrow, we're going to give our greatest joke day of the year today. We're going to get all of our jocularity and foolishness out today so that our families can tolerate us tomorrow. All right. It is is a great day to be back on the radio with you. I hope your day is starting well. I hope you'll have truly a fun Friday and a great weekend. Besides that, Sunday is Palm Sunday, and that is a uh, the day that we'll kick off our Passion Week. Some may, you know, call it Easter Week, whatever, but the week where we really focus on uh, Christ and the triumphal entry, and then that final week before crucifixion and resurrection. And so we are just a, a week and a couple of days away from Easter Sunday, which ought to be a special time that we mm-hmm. that we are having a sense of celebration, a spirit of celebration in our hearts, but. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about all of that next week. We're going to try to focus on Passion Week and our radio broadcast all next week, and we're looking forward to doing that and kind of walking through it with you as the radio listener as we are observing it even here in our personal lives and in our church. But, but... Easter is here, so dance like a body. The spring has sprung, the weather is sunny. Put your bunny ears on, and look pretty funny when you dance like and that, my friends, is, uh, well, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it has nothing to do with what I'm about to say exactly. But I thought it would be a great way to start the promo for tomorrow's Easter extravaganza here at McLeansville Baptist Church. Which has nothing to do with bunnies hopping or dancing. <laughs> It doesn't, but that's a great song. <laughs> Get your bunny ears on. So, I, hey, look, uh, uh, whew, I'm telling you. That was not sanctioned by the McLeansville Baptist Church nor anybody on this radio program right now, except, I guess, me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But anyway, I do want to tell you that tomorrow we will be having our annual Easter extravaganza here at the church, and uh, you're invited to come. It starts at 1030. We're going to have all kinds of fun things, such as... Bounce houses, face paintings. Say that again the same way. Get that same crack in your voice. I mean, I don't know that I can uh, replicate that. Let well, me don't worry it. about it. Go on then. Bounce houses and... Face paintings, crafts, food. Will there be house paintings? <laughs> face sh- bouncing. I'm sure that we can bounce <laughs> some faces and paint some houses. That ain't no problem. But uh, I don't know that I want three-year-olds <laughs> bouncing faces. Well, they'll probably be bouncing faces all over that bouncy house. Now that, they will. All right. Well, uh, there'll be candy. Uh, there'll oh, be, yes. There'll uh, be lots of treats and one of our own... Uh, Folks here at the church will be given a Bible lesson during that time. Yes. It's just a fun way to kick off the Easter week. It's been a tradition around McLeansville Baptist Church uh, ever since uh, Prohibition ended, I think. <laughs> so, 
it's amazing what happened. In Prohibition, let's have an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> and uh, they do it at the White House, you know, so we're they kind of... They don't hunt eggs, they roll eggs. They roll them, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll probably roll some too. But we do our egg rolling down here at the local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> April. That's not an April Fool's though. We are having the Easter extravaganza tomorrow, and you are invited to come out. And we've tried to invite the community right around the church here, but those listening here uh, on the radio today, come on out at 1030. You know, there's a lot of these going on. Yes. I could promo an entire day of Easter celebration activities. Now, I want to just say to those that are losing their minds out there right now that are thinking the just Easter eggs have nothing to do with the resurrection. We got it. Chill. It's all right. It's just... Relax. Yes, right. <laughs> it's just for fun. Yeah. But I do agree with you. It has nothing to do with resurrection. And we'll do this and have a good time. And it's more of a it's more of a spring celebration in a way that spring has come. But then we will transition uh, on Sunday into our Palm Sunday and, and taking us all the way into Easter Sunday. So it's going to be a great week. That's the whole point. I do say it. I, I like I do say I so do myself. Say, Governor. Hey. I must say, rather, I do like having this event prior to Palm Sunday. Sometimes yeah. the way that it's it's fallen, we've kind of done this event in between. I like doing it before Palm Sunday, rejoicing, fellowship. Man, we come into celebration of Palm Sunday. Then we really intensify during the week of, of the Passion and, and drawing our focus and then celebrate again Resurrection Sunday. It's a good format the way that we've got it. I like it. Well, I think being Friday Fun Day. And now... On this Friday Funday Special Edition, it's time for some news of the weird. I said Wednesday night at church to our folks, do not limit God just because you are in your 70s, your 80s, your 90s. It doesn't matter. doesn't mean God can't use you for some amazing things. Well, today I'll carry on that theme with our news of the weird. We're going to go to, uh, well, we're going to go all over the world today, but we'll start just with a generic across-the-board Humans may not have reached maximum lifespan yet. People could soon live to 120 and beyond. Wow. Yep, that's what the scientists are saying. This just in, new mathematical models suggest human beings might not have reached our maximum age yet. But scientists still think it's going to be hard for most superagers to live past 115. Now, right there, two things pop into your mind, right? Number one, all of us... Bible students are like, hey, you guys are behind the curve. 115, that used to be dying young. Yeah, you were still in diapers yeah. at 115 back in the day. Not really, but yes. I mean, we had, you know, Adam living to 900 and some years, Methuselah, of course. So uh, we have lived longer before. Yes. Not, not breaking news there, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. And even the scriptures, of course, tell us that uh, God kind of capped that thing off eventually at about 70 to 80 years. So it's, it's rare for people to live this long, but scientists are trying to instill hope. Well, that's the second thing here. It's a false hope. Because I, I, I'm thinking, so, you know, 90, 100, 110, even if you make it that long, are you, are you is it good? You know, you're, you're, you're kind of thinking, in other words, would we want to live that to 120? Was, that was my question is, Why? I mean, Why would you want to? I, and I guess maybe my perspective might change at 90 or 95, but... Well, I, I read, I mean, this, this, this article tells us New Yorker Helen Reichert died at 109 years old, and 
Well, let's just say that her lifestyle choices at that time were not what we would consider the healthiest. She was even thinking about taking up smoking again, a habit she'd enjoyed for more than 80 years. Now, that's not a promo for smoking, folks, because I know a whole bunch of people that paid for it in their last years. But I think that is a promo to our observation. She hits 108 and realizes... Maybe I should take up smoking again. No, I got nothing else going on. <laughs> I need an exit strategy. I mean, goodness. Well, her uh, her little brother, Irving, followed in her footsteps four years later, taking his last breath at the age of 109, making him the oldest active Wall Street investor who ever lived. Wow. He was active in Wall Street investments at the age of 109. Now, you would think that would kill anybody in their 50s. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, you know, hey, these these folks were making a good case for it. But there's seeming there's seemingly only one woman who's cracked age one hundred and twenty. Jean Calment, the French woman who was reportedly hundred and twenty two years old when she died back in nineteen ninety seven. But we do have a team of math whizzes that suspect it's possible that all these so called super agers may soon be outlived. Yep. In Japan, for example, McCarthy's models, McCarthy, David McCarthy, that's uh, one of the scientists here, uh, suggest that women born in 1940 may achieve a maximum age somewhere around 125 to 130 years old. In the U.S., age 120 to 125 is where women born in 1940 may cap out. So pretty close. Uh, they're edging us out by, um, by a, uh, not a lustrum, that would be 50 years, five years. So whatever that is. Half a decade. Half a decade or half a hippie. <laughs> Depends on who you're talking to. So anyway, uh, just just kind of a word there that uh, if you're looking for the opportunity, it may be coming soon. So those of you that are thinking, man, here I am, 85. I see, hey, you might be starting the next yeah. next whole chapter of life. We could we could start seeing the generation of of Moseses. You know, 40 year increments of life. First 40 years, young hothead. Second 40 years seasoned in solitude, and in that back half of 40 years, really making an impact. Wow. There's hope for you, folks. Yes, there is. Well, what about this one? Japanese surfer nears 90 and talks of catching waves at 100. Now we're going to Japan, which we just mentioned. They do have a leg up on us. Yes. Fujisawa Japan, a busy company owner for the early part of his life, Sichi Sano began anew at 80 by climbing Mount Fuji. Apparently not challenged enough by Japan's highest peak, he also immediately took up surfing. Sano turns 90 later this year, and after being recognized by Guinness World Records as the oldest male to surf. Well, that begs a question. Yeah, how old is the oldest female to surf? Hmm, we'll have to look that up later. He, uh, he's already ready for other tests. He says, maybe I'll try bouldering, suggesting he might do it first in a gym. Quote, outside, it might be a bit dangerous. He ruled out bungee jumping as, quote, too scary. Or maybe he'll just stick with what he knows. Old Sano says, I think it would be interesting to try to surf until I'm 100. I think I take better care of myself when I have goals like this. Even now, I take better care of myself than I did before. Sano lives about 20 minutes from Yokohama and gets out most weekends on the black sand beach near Inoshima, the small island that hosted sailing for the recent Tokyo Olympics and was the harbor for the 1964 Games. Now, I, I like this, this quote by him. Sano paddles out and waits for a wave to approach. He catches it and stands, tries to do a few tricks on the board, and often tumbles over into the shallow water at the beach's edge. Sano again, quote, 
I can only say that I just enjoy myself and do what I want without stressing out. So if you try to be too good at it or think that you have to do it this way or that way, I think you lose the fun. I enjoy being swept up in the wave. I'm not a good surfer, so I call myself a, quote, small wave surfer, out of respect for those who surf well. Well, I just want to tip my hat one legend to another and say, Sano, in our book, you're a legendary surfer. You got that right. I guess hearing him, you know, we said, why would you want to live that long? I guess if I'm in my mid-90s and I'm still surfing and climbing mountains, yeah, maybe I'm enjoying those extra 30 years. But if I'm if my health is failing, don't medicate me for 30 years just to keep me breathing. Yeah, and I like, the, you know, we're being a little funny with the first story, but this one's actually very inspiring. Yeah. This guy says, hey, look, number one, I, I'm just doing what I enjoy, and I think I take better care of myself because I stay focused on some goals. Yeah. And he says, and also, I don't stress about being the best at it. I just enjoy it. So I, I think those are good kind of practices for life. And if you think about it, there's some spiritual dynamic to that. Sure. So I, I, I say uh, shout out to uh, to Sano. Actually, his full name was Sichi Sano, and I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Sichi Sano. The, the... And that has been this Friday Funday's News of the Well, not so weird. All right, so having that done, we move on to uh, what is another traditional part of Friday Fun Day. little history lesson for you. Thank you. Thank you. We get excited about history right Oh, here. yes, we do. And there's more of it these days. <laughs> Uh, in fifth, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay. So this one's big. This one's real big because I've got a question for you that I could possibly be the only person listening to this right now who doesn't know the answer to. Okay, but it was on this day in 1918. Okay, now you might be. Able, let me give you a shot at guessing this. One hundred and what is that? One hundred and seven years ago. This day, March 31st, 1918, for the first time in the United States, what went into operation or what, what went into place? Television? Uh, it's March, springtime. Um, daylight savings? Yes. Huh. 1918, March 31st, daylight savings time began for the first time in the United States. Now, here's the question. What's the, what's the deal with that? Are we stick, sticking with this, or are we going to fall back again in the fall? No, I think we're still falling back in the fall. The last oh. thing that I read was it's still bouncing back and forth between the House and the Senate and states. Ain't they states. got nothing better to do? I, I, at some point in time, somebody just make a decision. Well, then, shout out to, I think, Greenland, because I saw, uh, when I was kind of getting ready for today's episode, I saw that Greenland has announced that they are not changing their clocks anymore. They said the rest of you can do what you want to do. We're staying on daylight savings times from now on. So Greenland and I think it's the state of Arizona. All right. got this thing figured out because Arizona said, we ain't doing that. This is what time it is in Arizona. You don't like it? Leave. Hmm. Well, there you go. In 1889, the Eiffel Tower was inaugurated on this day. That's right. The old Eiffel Tower over there in La Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've been to the Eiffel Tower. I have. Yeah, I've never been there. I've never set foot in uh, Paris or France. Taking the elevator all the way to the top. All 984 feet? Yep. Or how many meters? Uh, a lot. 300. Wow. 
And uh, so anyway, wrought iron technological masterpiece by Gustav Eiffel. Worst? To commemorate what? Oh. You've uh, been there now. Don't let the folks down. Man. French freedom? give that French Revolution. Yeah. There you go. So uh was inaugurated on this day in 1889. All right, one more. One more. And this one affects a lot of us. Huh. In 1521, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan takes possession of Homahan Archipelago of St. Lazarus, Philippines. Hmm. Ferdinand Magellan. Yep. Not Magellan. Nope, Magellan. Magellan. Now, why is that important? Because if he hadn't done that, we wouldn't have any cool outdoor clothes to wear today. I was also thinking we may not be here today because his circumnavigating the globe is what gave Columbus and Amerigo Vespucci the confidence to... Look, somebody would have figured it out sooner or later. <laughs> but Columbus and Vespucci didn't give us cool outdoor clothes to Hold wear. Hold on a minute. When did you say Magellan took that? Uh, 1521. Yeah, well, he's behind them. <laughs> well, he's behind Columbus, but before Vespucci. Oh, well, there you Maybe go, Maybe they folks. were contemporaries. That's you never know what you'll learn. History uh, rewritten. History as we remember it to be. <laughs> it's revisionist history. Well, here's a fun fact about Magellan. He claimed that Patagonia was the home of 10-foot-tall giants. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep, according to Antonio Picafita, <clears throat> a member of Magellan's... <laughs> A member of Magellan's voyage who recounted his adventure in, in a book, Magellan discovered giants in South America, quote, so tall that the tallest of us only came up to his waist. Now, according to the input on the story, these were most likely the Tehulki people, who, while tall by 16th century European standards, were definitely not giants. But regardless, Magellan kidnapped two of and named them Patagons. To this day, we still call their home Patagonia. What about that? I'll tell you, the more you <laughs> learn about these guys, like I remember learning them in school and being like, "Wow, these oh, were man. these were great explorers. They were horrible people." He's like, oh, "Look at these cool giants! Catch a couple of them." Hey, take your sword, drag that guy, bind him on my boat. He's like the. It's gonna be an oddity, like the guy in King Kong. Like, yeah. You know, let's go make a movie. Oh, look at that. Let's bring him back to New York. Well, this is horrible. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hey, what do you get when you cross a joke with a rhetorical question? I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> Think about it. Why did Beethoven get rid of his chickens? I don't know. Because all they said was, Bach, Bach, Bach. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of April Fool's, <clears throat> why do omelets love April Fool's? And speaking of April Fool's and chickens, why do omelets love April Fool's? Because they're always cracking up. Uh, they enjoy practical yolks. Uh... Um, anyway, enough of that. Uh, speaking of spring, what did the tree say when spring finally arrived? Beats me. What a relief. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't funny. I wouldn't have even played the soundtrack on that one. But, but, I just want to make a public announcement right here, right now, on the broadcast today. Someone stole my Microsoft Office, and they're going to pay. You have my word. I don't want to PowerPoint any fingers over here. 
Hey, uh, one fella said, my wife left me because I'm insecure. No, wait, she's back. She just went to get coffee. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this one. Apparently, someone in London gets stabbed every 52 seconds. Poor guy. <laughs> it took me a second. I was oh, like, oh, man. I thought that was like your sideline comment to the joke. These things, these are horrible. So I'm <laughs> glad that's over. This could go down in record as the worst Friday fun day ever, but we had a good time. Yes, we did. All right. Well, uh, we better play a song, and then we'll come back with whatever time we got left and kind of close out our week. I stare at the screen with crazed bloodshot eyes. Empty pop bottles and chicken that's fried. And time for supper. I rerun to rerun. I just can't break free. There's Andy and me. And baby makes three. Don't worry, we'll get them. I gotta nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. I think I need to get a life and say goodbye to Barney Fife. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Now Floyd always said it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. To watch Goober work. Ain't you got a jack? To hear Gomer sing. Santa Lucia Otis can jump rope with bottle in hand But Andy can't get B to just call the man Ain't B, call the man I gotta nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud I think I need to get a life and say goodbye to Barney Fife. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Now, Ernest T. Bass, you call me a creature, can sure chunk a rock. And Opie, the bird man, he sure learned a lot. Winking tails blinking and blinking whispers to nod and nod tips off Barney that I'm losing it all. My whole body's a weapon. I gotta nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. I fear I'll never have a life forever hooked on fearless fight. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Oh my Barney. Oh, my Barney had a jail, couldn't lock it, had one bullet for his pistol, had to keep it in his pocket, his left shirt pocket. Episode 117, The Shoplifters. His right shirt pocket. Most all the other episodes. His left shirt you don't think I can get banjo sounds out of this joke? I gotta nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. 
nip it, 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 nip it in the bud. Get my hand in those petunias yet, Andy. Well, I will admit this has been one of the most unusual Friday fun days ever. We've been having a good time and acting like time wasn't even of the was uh, it wasn't even an issue. This is the uh, literal exemplification of time flies when you're having fun. Well, it's also to close out the week and to put some sort of spiritual scriptural uh, compass on this. You know, Moses that you mentioned early. A prayer of Moses, the man of God, Psalm 90. A verse of scripture that has been one I've loved all my life since I first discovered it as a very young man, a very young follower of Christ, is Psalm 90 and verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. I think about those stories, you know, you know, people are hoping that they can live longer, you know, and whatnot. Maybe they'll cure all these diseases and we can live forever. You know, the reality is, is we're not going to. There is an end to life in this world. And and I want to say right behind that, thank God there is, because we live in a fallen, corrupt world. You know, the world is bad. You know, everybody debates, you know, sometimes Christians get uptight over the talk about global warming and ice caps melting and all this stuff. Look, don't, don't just jump to some kind of like argument fighting position when you hear that. Things are falling apart, but God's in complete control. We are living for something, and we are dying into something. And that's the hope that we have. When Moses says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom, he's acknowledging that our days are numbered. But the point is not the quantity. He's not interested in that. His point is, Lord, help us to understand the value of the days we have, however long they may be. You know, he's the one that goes on and and tells us uh, that we may only have, you know, 70, 80 years or whatever. But even so, uh, it's understanding that God has given us this life. Well, I'm thinking of something. It's not in front of me. I may have referenced this before, but I just read this again the other day in a daily reading by Henry Nowen, where he talks about how that our entire life here, first of all, we are learning that we are God's beloved. We are learning how much he loves us. And our life is given here so that throughout our days, it is our opportunity to just be able to learn how to say back to God, I love you too. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, what am I doing with my time? What am I living for? What am I living into? Make the days great. Numbering our days helps us keep from wasting our days. Yes. When we understand we're on a short timeline, so let's make the most out of the time that we have to not be lazy, slothful, and spending the time that we have on ultimately irrelevant things. I'm just, you know, we're just kind of shooting from the hip, so to speak, here, but this makes me think of what. Those, those closing chapters in John, we're going to go into next week, Easter, and, and all that we'll talk about. And in, in John 13 through 17, what powerful, powerful chapters of the Bible. Love them. We should read them next week. There's, some, there's a charge. But Jesus talks about all this fruit that he offers to us. His life in us produces love and joy and hope and peace. Mm-hmm. If you read those three chapters over and over and over again, he tells us, this is what I'm giving to you, my peace I give unto you, that my joy might be fulfilled in you. Love one another as I have loved you. Hey, I'm coming again, so hold to that. That's hope. Live your days. Seek out life in which you are living and making life joyful and full of love and hopeful and peaceful. And uh, I think that's the, the, the way that we kind of close out this week and get ready to enter into next week is numbering our days, 
looking to glorify God in all that we do. And as you said, don't waste our life. So have a great remainder of your weekend. Join us for Passion Week next week. And don't forget, put on those bunny ears and hop around. Have an extravaganza. Thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.